0: All right, welcome in. This is Corbett's Corner on a Monday. Uh, Matthew Kruzan joined me last night. We recorded, we dissected the football weekend, talked a little Masters as well, but this will be the beginning of our podcast here. welcoming back Cam Rogers at Mr. Rogers 99, host of the Tiger Woods podcast on Believe Networks. Uh, Cam, we were just talking about how we enjoyed this weekend. Masters at Augusta. We'll start there. What jumped out to you? I thought the scores for – I mean, DJ shooting minus 20, he was going for the record, incredible. I did not expect to see that many low scores. What were some things that jumped out to you having this event at Augusta, uh, Augusta in November?
1: Well, Dylan, thanks for having me back, by the way. Usually I'm wrong with my predictions, but I believe during the pre-tournament show, I was saying, look, guys, we're going to get this rain on Thursday. This is going to be a soggy Augusta National, and there will be low scores. Now... I had been saying on the radio as well last week that, yeah, we could push that 18 under number headlined by Spieth and Tiger as that record. And then lo and behold, Dustin Johnson comes along and absolutely makes a mockery of Augusta national going minus 20. You know what my big takeaway is, is that it doesn't matter what golf course these tour pros are on. If there is no wind and it's soft they're going to score like it literally does not matter what the course is they're just that good at the game and so yeah it was truly an amazing tournament you know obviously a little bit weird no patrons no roars or anything like that almost like awkward at the end with like just a smattering of claps for dustin johnson to wrap up the tournament but hey Great job by Augusta National, the leadership. We got this thing done on time because I was worried about this bleeding into the NFL on CBS, and you almost had to wonder, what was the NFL and CBS going to do? Were they going to delay to like 5 o'clock? Is that even allowed? Forget about it. We got it done. And Dustin Johnson, what a player. I mean, he is absolutely tearing it up on the PGA Tour right now.
0: Yeah, world number one for a reason. He's been fun to watch uh, over the course of his career, and he's really turned it on. It's been awesome to see you know, the story with his brother being his caddy as well. That was cool to see right. them share that moment. Um, the leaderboard was interesting. It was pretty much uh, we were just watching DJ kind of just tear apart Augusta, as you said, on the final day. Um, looking ahead to the Masters, of course, this coming year, as scheduled, right? We're hoping, crossing our fingers. Right. What are we gonna look at in terms of favorites there? Because uh DeChambeau, he kinda he was mentioning he was dizzy, didn't feel right, uh, made the cut, eventually, you know, shot pretty well, but not by his standards and by being a favorite. Who's going to be looked at as the favorite come this next year?
1: Yeah, typically with the Masters leaderboard, it's a chalky leaderboard and the cream rises to the top. Now, a couple of surprises. Cameron Smith. Yeah. And Sun J M performed really well, tying for second, but the typical names were right there, too. And right there is a relative term because DJ was far ahead. But McElroy really bounced back after a rough first round. Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, John Rahm, Webb Simpson, all inside that top 10, all very much part of the conversation leading into this tournament. So when you're thinking about it from a betting perspective, the Masters is probably the best. Major championship to bet on because you usually don't have somebody out of nowhere, a Sean McKeel, for example, just winning a major championship. You know, you get the chalky results. Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, Tiger Woods was kind of chalky, although, you know, he always is because he gets a lot of public money, being Tiger Woods, of course. So, you know, in terms of the favorites, look, I'm going right to DJ again. Absolutely. Rory McIlroy, there's still a little bit of pressure on him, I think, that he is feeling in terms of completing this career Grand Slam. But finishing tied for fifth after that first round, really good. I think Kepka should be a factor as well. I think Adam Scott will perform better than he Mm -hmm. did this week coming off of COVID and all that, although DJ was as well. And Shoffley, I mean, Xander Shoffley kind of had his run earlier in the summer and then teetered off a little bit, but I would expect him to bounce back and – my guy, John Rom, the man I picked. Right. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. He's gonna win a major championship at some point. It could be the Masters in April.
0: So you mentioned two guys there to who I want to segue to. Uh, Rom was your pick, who again he started that red hot, um, and he, you know, he had a great tournament. It was just DJ stole the show, um, and we'll get to Tiger. Of course, you're the host of the Tiger Woods podcast, Believe Networks. This is Cam Rogers at Mr. Rogers ninety nine on Twitter. Shoot him a follow. Great analysis on a great Masters tournament we saw this weekend. Uh, so let's start with Rom. Uh, what did you make of his performance? He was in it early, and then just wasn't able to do anything much on moving day.
1: Yeah, that's it. He showed some fire in rounds one and two. And then on the weekend, just sort of floated around, had a blow up hole as well on Saturday. So it was like, okay, is he having one of those moments again during a major championship? I talked about how his demeanor for the most part is pretty good in terms of staying level-headed, not getting too hot, not having those blow-up holes. He did have that one hole on Saturday, and obviously not to the degree of Tiger Woods getting a 10, by the way, (laughs) but he had that moment, and so, you know, John Rahm's going to be there at these major championships, A, because he hits it so far, and he just has such an advantage at these par fives, but he keeps it accurate. He's not the Bryson DeChambeau of this week, for example, because that was my worry about him. That's why I was off him as a favorite. He just raised it too much uh, for the most part. And so for John Rahm, I think, you know, look, he's coming into the holiday season with really good feelings, a couple of wins during this PGA Tour restart. So, look, I think he's taking away a lot of positive aspects of his game from this tie for seventh finish very far behind dustin johnson but you know there were plenty of other players who were even farther so
0: yeah um you mentioned the hole um for tiger uh it was the worst hole he ever put in his pga tour career i believe jim nance said um a 10 on a par three and of course this was the par three uh you know this past masters which got everyone except tiger when he ended up winning right molinari in the drink that's right. Finau in the drink Um, It was painful to watch because I'm watching that live, and uh, I I took Tiger Woods, as you uh, suggested, over Phil Mickelson. I'm thinking, this is great. This is money. And then hole 12 happens, and I'm going, what in the Sam hell? Now, he did bounce back, obviously, and this is credit to Tiger because that hole blows up anybody. You know, average Joe on the golf course, you almost leave the course after a hole like that. Uh, And then Tiger goes on to just rip off a couple of birdies and actually finish out great. So talk about that hole and then we'll get into Tiger's masters overall.
1: Yeah, that hole in particular, it was a tricky one because actually Sunday was probably the hardest day scoring wise at Augusta national. And the wind was really just swirling and shot after shot the wind was changing on Tiger. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, there's that confusion there. It's like, where am I hitting this? How am I playing the wind? And it was really just the perfect storm, obviously, because you had the wind in one direction on the tee shot. Then he goes to the drop zone and the wind is coming at another direction. And so it's really hard to really garner where to line up this shot, where to visualize this shot, because things are changing so rapidly. And so I think it really just piled on at that point and you know look even the legends of the game have these sort of situations and for Tiger Woods it happened and obviously the positive aspect is that bounce back the rest of the way I think he's going to carry some good feelings there and thank God he beat Mickelson because oh Phil would never let him live it
0: down (laughs) if Tiger finished behind Phil No kidding. Uh, Host of the Tiger Woods podcast This is Cam Rogers at Mr. Rogers 99 Believe Network's podcast network. Um, We'll get you out of here on this. Uh, Cam, appreciate you joining us before the Masters and recapping it here as well. Um, So, Tiger, minus five. um, We kind of had this down to a T in the pre-Masters show where he was going to perform in those first two days and kind of fall off. Um, What did you make of his overall four days?
1: Look, so I thought Tiger was going to play better than he did this week. I had him at T11 to finish, finishes T38 officially, and I think he's going to carry some positive aspects of his game into the holiday season after finishing up yesterday. There's, you know, some things that he needs to work on. I mean, I was very sobering in terms of my assessment of his game throughout the summer and then leading up to this Masters as well. Look, the form just hasn't been there, even going back to the PGA Tour restart in June. Mm -hmm. You got to go back to January for the last time he finished inside the top 10. So Tiger's got a lot to work on. And I think the good news is he's going to take a lot of time off. I don't think we'll see him until probably January of 2021 to be honest with you at Torrey Pines for the Farmers Insurance Open so he's not playing in the match three during Thanksgiving break Phil is in that of course but Tiger won't be there so he's going to take a lot of time off probably play at medalist a good amount of times work on his game a little bit work on his back uh, work on his strength his agility etc and then come back in 2021 with different feeling you would think but yeah I mean I think overall if I were to give him a grade probably like a C minus C I think you know at Augusta National typically he finds that magic and Mm -hmm. lo and behold round one everybody's like all right here we go let's do this and you know He wasn't feeling so good the next day in terms of his health. And that's just how Tiger Woods is now, guys. He's going to wake up one day. He's going to feel great. going to wake up another day and maybe not so great. And that's the situation when you're talking about a man with a multi-fused back, right? I mean, it's just the reality of the situation. It's a very volatile situation. And when you have those back issues, that's going to be the deal. But, hey, he'll be back. And uh, I think he'll be very good in 2021.
0: And father time comes for everybody at some point, Right uh cam rogers at mr rogers 99 host of the tiger woods podcast believe networks cam really appreciate the coverage heading into the masters and wrapping it up here dj gets the green jacket real fun to watch and real fun to get you on with us hey man appreciate it all right you just heard from cam rogers as we dissect the major uh the masters that is um fantastic weekend of golf it was really dj's tournament as uh, he basically had that in hand from moving day on. He finishes with an incredible minus 20. I got him at 10 to 1. That was awesome. But I think the story not only was some great golf and a lot of guys at the leaderboard that you expected, like Thomas uh, was there late. Ram had a great opening first two rounds and kind of just st- stood pat. Uh, Sunjay M, who's had a great season, he's really coming on. He finished tied for second. There was a lot of great golf to be played. However, for one of the worst. Uh, holes i've ever seen in my life now this was augusta at masters i think it's the uh or excuse me the masters at augusta i think it was the 12th hole in uh the one the same year right back in uh, april uh where everyone went in the water except tiger and tiger ended up winning the masters because of that hole tiger had a hole today and thank god he still beat phil in this tournament bet because i was about to have the worst bad beat ever where tiger woods on a par three shot a 10 he shot a ten. Uh, it was his, the Jim Nance came up with the stat. It, it was his worst hole as a PGA Tour member ever in his career, and it was painful to watch. He hits the water, goes up to the drowns uh, the drop zone, hits the water again, <laughs> and then he hits into the bunker. He's awkwardly out of the bunker, hits it over the green into the water. Ten. Uh, it made me feel a little better better about my old uh, my own golf game, but I j- thought that was absolutely hilarious. Uh, but overall, it was a great weekend of golf, Matt. Did you check it out? Uh, your boy Abraham answer, who had a great first three days, kind of fell apart here uh, on the final round. Jesus,
2: yeah, no, I was tuned in all weekend. I uh, I was in the running at the end um, through the end of today with the, in a pool with mm-hmm. some big money. Did not finish out well but had some guys like Cam Smith, Rory, uh, T-Pan, guys like that. Uh, so, yeah, overall is a good one. Like you said, DJ, uh, he, he got out in a three-way leader after the first round. Uh, he was right there after day two and then came out and eagled two. or th- He eagled two yesterday and truly never yeah. looked back. He was 300 through the first three, three-stroke lead, never looked back. Uh, yeah, overall good, uh, good golf and – uh, if not, we have to wait another year for the Masters. It's, we have to wait like six months for the Masters. So Yeah, that's, that's pretty- going to
0: be awesome. And people are kind of saying, Tiger, just kind of forget about it. Let's get to April's Masters. Um, first time a world number one golfer has won the Masters. Uh, that was my play on DJ was just he was playing the best golf. He is the world number one, um, and he showed it. It was incredible. His brothers, his caddy, um, Pauline, Pauline Gretzky got a ton of uh, air time as uh, Dustin Johnson won today, which was funny. Uh, but, yeah, great Masters tournament um so that was a lot of fun yeah so i I got back into DraftKings. I had a little uh, DFS lineup that got some cash here today. I'm loving DraftKings again. I'm all back in. Um, And then, as you said, we were in some pools. First time I did one of those pools, and I liked the tiers. I ended up finishing third in kind of a smaller pool, like 40 people. Um, Let's put a bow on the Masters in golf, and let's talk, again, something that was back on Saturday, but, of course, pertinent to both of us. Notre Dame flat out kills BC. I'm not making excuses. Um, Notre Dame's a great football team, but I was kind of – I, I was shocked to learn, but I had an instinct that Phil Dracovic is injured. Um, I don't think changes the score anyway, but the fact that he has been playing through a shoulder injury is serious. One, a separated shoulder is just like, ah, geez, you know, but they were still in every game. The defense can't give up 45 points. Ian Book, I don't like the guy just because of a, you know, a hate standpoint, a rivalry standpoint, but you got to respect him. He got, he rose through the occasion. He got it done. Uh, and basically I just want to get – take this segment to kind of concede my Boston College fandom I'm hyped Halfley's got us going but we've got one year it was silly it was year one for Halfley it was silly for me to think that we even stood a chance against a team like Notre Dame who's got a senior starter they've got Kelly there forever Uh, so basically I want to concede I am rooting in the ACC now for you Matt for Notre Dame you guys handed it to us I concede I'm waving the white flag BC let's keep building for next year Notre Dame uh, it's North Carolina, right? What is the path? I think it's pretty for sure that Notre Dame is going to get in unless they slip up. So what does that path look like, Matt, where they could possibly slip up? I think the only thing that comes to mind is North Carolina, right?
2: Yeah, they're uh, they're off this week. North Carolina, Syracuse, Wake Forest. The path is clear. You went out the regular season. You can even lose to Clemson in the ACC championship. You just can't. Get blown out and look really bad uh, and I think both of them will get in if they split or beat Clemson a second time and keep them <laughs> out of the playoff. Or they've probably made it every year to be honest. Uh, maybe yeah. one
0: year. I think it's maybe been Clemson and Bama. Before,
2: before it. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, BC is definitely in the right direction and I think one year away is putting it perfectly as expected. I mean none of these are even Hayfleet's recruits save for a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, Dracovic, banged up, showed, uh, made some very good plays, uh, got into a little bit of trouble. Ultimately, the Notre Dame defense is really good. Uh, I didn't, oh, I was, we were talking about this at halftime. I didn't really realize there was so much bad blood, but there kind of is. Those are going to be two really uh, exciting games to look forward to next year and uh, the year after if he's there. But hey, look, bottom line, Notre Dame is playing really well right now. Ian Book is playing his best football. Um, As a Notre Dame quarterback, he's, uh, I've said this before. He's going to go down as one of Notre Dame's greats. He's now mm-hmm. twenty nine and three as a starter, so uh, or twenty eight and three. So he's approaching thirty wins, which is a very uh, exclusive uh, club for any college football quarterback. Ten years, pretty solid, and no one really plays for that many years. Uh, so look, if he keeps playing like that, uh, this team could compete with anybody uh, as we get into December.
0: He passed his O coordinator, Tommy Reese, too, during that game uh, for most passing yards. Um, yeah, he's, he's a great quarterback, and I think you, you kind of floated the idea. Should he be considered for the Heisman? I think he totally should if he continues this path and the record speaks for itself.
2: If from no other reason than a volume standpoint, because yeah. he could get 11 or 12 starts under his belt before the Heisman voting, and you've got Justin Fields has played three games. Trevor Lawrence is, may only play seven or eight. Just from uh, – uh, Mac Jones missed a game. Just from – for that reason, if any other. One thing I'll say, what I actually really – uh, came away high from this game was the turnover. It was a sloppy game for Notre Dame. Turned mm-hmm. the ball over. Oh yeah, you should have um,
0: blew. You should have blew us out if it wasn't for some yeah. sloppy turnovers. So, so that
2: the fact that they kind of got that out of their system, they weathered the storm and still won convincingly. That uh, that gave me a good taste. Leaving that one,
0: I thought there was going to be a lot more carnage yesterday, but it was really kind of you know everyone who won or deserved to win won uh every you know michigan everyone's been fading them i don't know a hardball still has a job um but just looking at college football as a whole and i think you kind of touched on it we thought it was going to be a, a a year of chaos and yes it has but i think we have a pretty good idea who the four best teams are and who the four best teams are going to be playing in january do we not it's going to be notre dame clemson ohio state and alabama barring some sort of catastrophic upset i would imagine
2: yeah, you'd think that. And then, honestly, okay, well, so you do have a similar situation that SEC with Florida.
0: Florida and Baylor, right.
2: Florida to beat Alabama, and that's a one-loss SEC champ now Florida. So keep an eye on that. But then also the two non-Power Fives, Cincinnati and BYU. Yeah. They're they're doing what they can with the hand they've been dealt. It's not their fault. I mean, I don't know specifics, but I'm sure they've had games – even if they had games scheduled against power five schools might have been canceled based on what the conferences are allowed to do this and that. So keeping the only thing they can do is play and beat the opponents they have on their schedule, but they can beat the shit out of them. And win convincingly, they've both been cover machines with big yeah. spreads. I think they're going to keep doing that the next three or four weeks. So let's keep an eye on that from a uh, betting standpoint.
0: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I've I've been saying BYU has looked the most impressive. They've been talking about their quarterback as one of the I Heisman want favorites. Chicago, so bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh, so a good segue there to NFL. Um, we'll get to the Bears, which is going to be Monday Night Football. We're already uh, recorded Corbett. Check that out. Drew Ellis, our guest, better. We're all on the same side. That scares us, but let's see if we can come out on top. Um, some wacky games today. I guess we'll start with the one we just finished. How in the world did Kyler Murray get that throw off DeAndre Hopkins, that catch? Now you've got three teams at 6-3 and three in the A- uh, NFC West. I beg your pardon, as the Rams beat the Seahawks, which I thought Seahawks are so banged up. They have the worst pass defense uh, in the NFL. What the hell is going to come out of that division? What the hell is going to come out of the NFC East? The Giants beat the Eagles. Uh, the Bills just got one ripped away from them, and now all of a sudden the Dolphins are 3-0 and under Tua. What, what's going on? Crazy weekend in the NFL.
2: Yeah, Matt, you mentioned it last week, but my Bills AFC East future has got a lot tighter. Oh. It's either a game or a game and a half now. Uh and on that same, from that same game, that's tough for a bear seeing uh, Arizona sneak that game out. It, dude, we are we're approaching uh, getting the Cardinals, Seahawks, and Rams all in the playoffs from that division. Uh,
0: and they deserve it. I mean, those teams are yeah, so good.
2: But honestly, though, what is happening with Seattle? Because we haven't yeah. seen them. Uh, they were statistically coming into today. One of the worst or the worst pass defense in the NFL, so like, those that's not any small issue. The offense has been slowed down a little bit. Uh, DK Metcalf has gotten up against two really good corners the last two weeks, and they've uh, Jalen Ramsey and White, and he's been slowed down. So, uh, they're banged up without Chris Carson. I do think he's an underrated asset in that offense. Rams can uh. Rams are getting back to playing that hard nosed football that that was what they were really good at when Gurley was the best fantasy player three or yeah. four, three years ago the Super Bowl year. And they're getting back to that, uh, so they're a dangerous team. Bucks and the Brady bounce or Brady and the Bucks bounce back. How about Drew Brees not finishing the game with his shoulder? Yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, and they got the Falcons coming up. I love it. Oh boy. <laughs> uh Steelers are still the class of the AFC North 9-0 and now yeah um do that who's their toughest game against oh they, they pri- play basically.
0: Baltimore on Thanksgiving uh which is going to be huge oh. but they already have the 1-0 lead season series there there's just a lot I remember Russell Wilson was a sure-in MVP you said Ramsey shut down uh not only uh Metcalf but the Rams shut down Wilson I mean they got to him they sacked him a bunch Uh, He looked absolutely docile out there and it helped me to a fantasy win as our buddy Seabass had him. Um, You know, I think the clear MVP favorite is Mahomes. Uh, Remember he won it two years ago. Jackson came on the scene last year. NFL does like to, uh, it's kind of like the NBA where guys that have won the MVP before putting up similar, if not better stats might have the edge again, especially Mahomes. I think people are just starting to clip each other off and there's going to be those two teams at the top now I still have not been giving much leeway to the Steelers, but again, this was another letdown spot, sharp uh, line movement all towards the Bengals. They didn't even come close in that one. Um, Not even on teasers. I mean, the Steelers blew them out and it's a lot like the years when big Ben had Randall, had Heinz Ward, had all these guys, Santonio Holmes because they got weapons for days now. Smith Schuster, uh i mean mcleod ray ray mcleod you've got chase claypool who came through huge for me with fantasy deontay yeah, johnson yeah. it doesn't end james connor uh i might be a little bit worried about the steelers in the afc but again i just think the chiefs are just so dominant it's gonna matter who's gonna get that home field advantage
2: yeah uh that'll i hope we get that matchup in the afc championship i think that's that's what I want to see is some hard hard-nosed Steelers football against uh, the Chiefs. Here's a uh, a name for the MVP discussion who um, frankly is soaring up and it continues to depend on his team's success, but Kyler Murray. He's putting yeah. up numbers. Uh, better numbers than Lamar Jackson last year. like Rushing-wise, mm-hmm. rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. The passing numbers are uh, on par with him. It's just that's what a lot of other quarterbacks are doing. Mahomes, filthy numbers. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, just crazy numbers across the board. And then there's the Chicago Bears quarterback situation.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. So you got Foles. Again, he's captain garbage time. I just stats. I kind of like did a double check. I was like, my God, he threw over almost 400 yards last week. He looked like ass. um But you and I both think this is an awesome swap for the Bears. For whatever reason, the Vikings have just. Uh, not been able to do anything against Chicago um, over the last couple of years. Uh, both disappointing seasons, I would say. Vikings started out really slow. They're starting to game steam. Opposite end, opposite trend for the Bears. Um, so this could really be a, a roadblock to kind of divert the paths of two seasons. The Bears essentially need this game at home.
2: Yeah, it, it's a game of something's got to give. No um, no matter if the Vikings have been good or bad, they've struggled. Going into Soldier Field and getting uh, wins one way or another, either it's a fluke AP fumble or it's Kirk when they were a better team. Uh, Primetime time jitters, the yips got to them. Mm-hmm. They're going. We know what the Vikings are going to try to do. Um, if the Bears stop them, first drive, second drive. Does uh does Kirk Cousins end up throwing 40 pass attempts and the Vikings get completely away from their game plan? Right. That's what needs to happen for the Bears to win. Uh guess better, Drew Ellis with a fantastic point. Matt Nagy gave up the play calling duties to an offensive coordinator. Uh that was such a weird that we've been asking for that for over a year. And then like for the last week he was like, it was something we would do. We wouldn't tell you. And then it's like, <laughs> why? So you can keep getting shit on for call- when we think you're calling them, Like, why wouldn't you say something? Uh, so anyway, <laughs> that, that's a whole situation in itself. Uh, they activated Lamar Miller from the practice squad. So uh, there is, I mean, uh, Foles and Filippo, that combination uh, lit this Vikings defense up in the a- NFC championship game mm-hmm. two or three years ago when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm not getting to my hopes up either way. It's a, Frankly, it's a must win for the Vikings, slim, but still open playoff chances. Yeah. If they lose their three and six. Uh, they're all but done there. But if they win and they're four and five, they're still in it. The Bears lose, then that's four in a row. They're a 500 team.
0: Yeah. You got to
2: get one at some point. I mean.
0: Everyone's in the mix at some point in the NFL, but uh, there's certainly as borderline a must win game for both teams as you can get. You mentioned, I agree with you. I think you're going to have to stop Dalvin Cook if you're the Bears, make Kirk Cousins throw. You're going to have to get an early lead and kind of coax out a 24 10 game, a low scoring affair like Bears are kind of used to leaning on their defense um montgomery out i think hurts but you just mentioned lamar miller coming back so you think the run game is going to be largely unaffected kind of the same yeah
2: it, Mon- i mean there's nothing montgomery can ever do so i don't think there'll be anything lamar miller can do right but uh, <laughs> as bad as their old line is i swear they've looked good against the vikings a few times they have over the last few seasons it's, they find a way to just run it Right down the throat. Eric Kendricks, one of the best linebackers mm-hmm. in the league, but his one thing—if you go right at him, rather than let him go side to side—you cannot uh, can pick up four or five yards of play. So, um,
0: was, are you going to be watching with our good friends, the Dalsons, chirping him a little bit?
2: Yeah. The thing that gives me hope is uh, Ty is just locked in for this game. He said three times in the last three days of how much he's looking forward to Monday night, and i was just like, okay. So that's, when that's when he is this in, when he's this invested. Good things happen the other way.
0: That's what we like to see. I believe uh, Vikings are the public side as well. So I like the uh, the non-public.
2: I saw on the Action Network, he took Vikings like last Monday, so...
0: That's our favorite. We're getting ready. Uh, this is the Monday edition of Corbett's Corner. Cam Rogers got us kick, kicked off as we wrap up the Masters. Notre Dame, uh, I concede. I will now be rooting for them in the ACC. Hope they can uh, make Matt happy here as they make a run at the title this year in the crazy 2020 year. And then NFL, Kyler Murray, everyone and their mother kind of keeping on notice. And there's the Chiefs and the Steelers as well. So it's been a fun football weekend. Corbett's Corner, rate, review, subscribe. We do appreciate it.